Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that flips through the pages of history to deliver old news in a new way. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're searching for answers to questions that have baffled hotel guests for more than a century. Who or what is Gideon, and why is there a Bible in my bedside drawer? The day was November 10th, 1908. The first Gideon's Bibles were placed at the Superior Hotel in Montana. If you've ever spent the night at a hotel, especially in the U.S., there's a decent chance you've encountered one of the books yourself. There's a copy in the nightstand drawer of roughly 80% of American hotel rooms, and you'll also find it, to a lesser extent, at hotels in more than 190 other countries. But even if you've never seen a Gideon's Bible yourself, you've probably at least heard of it. After all, the Beatles did give the book a pretty memorable shout-out in their 1968 song, Rocky Raccoon. The name Gideon's Bible is a little confusing the first time people hear it. Paul McCartney takes it to mean that the hotel Bible belongs to a man named Gideon. But there's no apostrophe in the name, which means it's plural, not possessive. Another common theory is that the name refers to a specific translation of the scriptures, presumably written by someone named Gideon. But most of the books are actually just the King James Version, the most widely known version in the world. In reality, the name refers to Gideon's International, the group that distributes the hotel Bibles. Its members, all male missionaries and Christian businessmen, are known as the Gideons, and they provide the Bibles free of charge to any hotel that agrees to place them in their rooms. 
Today, the organization is best known for its Bible distribution, but the Gideons actually existed for a full decade before the practice began. It all started in 1898, when two traveling salesmen crossed paths at the Central Hotel in Boscobel, Wisconsin. Their names were John Nicholson and Samuel Hill, and though they were complete strangers, the men wound up sharing a room that night, as there was only one available. They made the best of the awkward situation by talking about their lives on the road, eventually finding common ground in their Christian faith. Both men agreed there should be some kind of association for Christian commercial travelers like themselves, and by the next morning, they decided to form one together. One year later, Nicholson and Hill held an open meeting at a YMCA in Janesville, Wisconsin, for any traveling businessmen seeking, quote, mutual recognition, personal evangelism, and united service for the Lord. Only one other person showed up that day a man named William J. Knights, but he proved to be a valuable addition to the group, as he's the one who suggested they call themselves the Gideons. Knights took the name from an Old Testament figure in the Book of Judges, a farmer-turned-prophet who leads a small band of untrained men to victory over a much larger army. The Gideons, as they called themselves, the International came later, slowly grew their numbers over the next few years. Most of the members frequented hotels while traveling for work, so they started brainstorming ideas for how to share their faith while on the road. One member, Fred Woodcock, suggested that they take a page from the Commercial Travelers Christian Association, a group he came across while visiting England. Some of its members had started leaving behind a Bible at every hotel they stayed at, and Woodcock thought the Gideons should do something similar. The main goal would be to spread the gospel to any guests who were interested in reading it. But if the Gideons could print their own labeled Bibles, that would be even better, as it would help grow their membership by letting other travelers know about the group. The biggest hurdle, besides the cost, would be clearing the idea with each hotel so that the staff didn't remove the Bible, thinking it had been left behind by mistake. The first person to put the plan in action was a Gideon named Archie Bailey. He was the accountant for a railroad contractor who was opening a new route in the town of Superior, Montana. And during the expansion, Bailey was a frequent guest at the nearby Superior Hotel. One autumn day in 1908, he stopped by the front desk and asked if he could leave a Bible there for other guests to borrow. The hotel's proprietor, Edna Wilkinson, loved the idea. And once Bailey had explained the concept of the Gideons and their Bible outreach plan, she told him he could place a Bible in every room if he wanted to. Bailey gladly took her up on the offer, using his own money to print the first batch of Gideon's Bibles. Then, on November 10th, he returned to the Superior Hotel and placed one of the books in each of the 25 rooms. It didn't take long for the program to catch on with his fellow Gideons, and soon the group was distributing Bibles in bulk to hotels across the country, and eventually across the world. If you're wondering why they chose hotels specifically, it was largely to maximize their readership. They figured that the average Bible should stand up to about six years of wear and tear before needing to be replaced. So assuming a hotel room gets a new guest every night, that's about 2,200 different people who might pick up the book during its lifespan. The way it works today is that local Gideon members will visit a newly opened hotel and present the general manager with a Bible. Then, they'll offer to provide enough books for each room, 
plus some extras for the housekeeping staff to replace as needed. That last part is crucial because there's always the possibility that a guest will take the book. Each copy costs the Gideons about $5, so those losses do add up, but the group still encourages people to take the Bibles if they need them. It's also worth noting that Gideon's Bibles aren't given out exclusively to hotels. They're also provided to any military base, hospital, prison, nursing home, or college campus that's willing to accept them. In total, the Gideons have distributed more than 2 billion Bibles since 1908, all of which have been paid for entirely by donations to the group. Today, there are approximately 300,000 members worldwide, and together they place more than a million Bibles in hotel rooms each year. That said, the number of hotels accepting Gideon's Bibles has dropped steeply in the last two decades, about 20% since 2006. One reason for that decline is the growing secularization of the U.S. and other countries. It's simply more controversial than it once was to stock a room with religious materials, unprompted. There's also the question of practicality. In a world where anyone so inclined can access a Bible on their phone, tablet, laptop, or even their watch, is it worth the time and money to keep a physical copy in every room? The Gideons seem to be grappling with that question themselves, as they recently announced a period of, quote, refocusing and rebalancing for their ministry. They say that distributing Bibles was never intended to be their main focus, just as it wasn't during the group's first decade of existence. But whatever other projects the Gideons may launch, they still plan to keep placing Bibles in the U.S. and abroad for many years to come, whether anyone reads them or not. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully, you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.